hard as ever, I can tell you that. Right We're putting our hands on passes and balls. and Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, I don't get it. I can't the head cold. It's no good! He missed it! He missed it! it. He missed it. Drop it on my feet next time. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 61 of the Soda City Sit Down. This is a big time episode for us this week, because this is the first time that we have in the history of this podcast recorded after beating Clemson in a Big Three sport. God, that's exciting, sad. Right? I mean, and we this swept is Clemson in 60... the Big Three sports this year. That's true. So it, it is sad. It does sound sad considering it's episode 61, but this but is big also win, big just win. the second time in our podcast existence that we've played them in a big three sport. So uh, true. We so it's definitely a big episode for us tonight. We're That's a good really ratio. Excited. That is true. Yeah, That's a good we ratio. Started in, we started in January year, and then it. we lost in yeah. Then we lost in March in baseball. And then, like, the next weekend, like, everything oh, so shut down. Oh, no, wait. We, we played them in men's basketball last year, right? Well, yeah, but we hadn't started the podcast yet. Yeah, we did. Yep. Oh, no, you're right. No, because we started we, in January. we played them in 2019. Yes. Nope. We start, we played them, like, a month before, or just we, weeks before we yeah, started. Yeah, dingus. <laughs> but we beat them. We beat them. We have, a, we have a win streak against them in, like, both basketball. And we got everyone on tonight for, for the first week after after some big Carolina-Clemson uh, Carolina wins. So, yeah. Know. Do you want to go around go around the horn on what we've got here tonight? Start out with Austin. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome, um, Welcome back. I'm back after my extended absence. Um, Air Force stuff. Have you missed Flesh more than one week? week? I might have been two. I think it was oh, two. Oh, really? Yep. I think so. Oh man, time flies when you're having fun. I wish I could say the same. But yeah, <laughs> this is the uh, first first podcast that we can say we've had a victory over Clemson. We are um, we are a winning podcast, boys. How does it feel? Feels what good. a coincidence that you had a birthday Austin isn't on the podcast, too. and then sports teams that we cheer for win. Okay, well, basketball mm. still sucks ass. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, we might be cursed this week. Maybe, maybe. Ooh, Mercer's going to be sitting pretty after this week. Oh. <laughs> Mercer right, rank, gets also, ranked. We've also got Clayton. How's it going, everybody? Just uh, sitting on Deshaun Watson trade rumors. So uh, that's pretty much the case for the past like couple months. And Austin's hoping his team isn't sitting on Deshaun Watson trade rumors. Yes, I'm praying to God that there's no rumors <laughs> involved at all. I don't, so even, want, don't, I don't even No, I don't want Deshaun. Oh, he's bought in. Uh, we've also got Devin. What's going on, guys? Baseball is back. Uh, Short and sweet. Is that all? Is that all you yeah, got? Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's all I got. That's all, all that right. needs to be said. We're going to Marino then. You know, it's been kind of a running joke on this podcast that the Kansas City Jazz Museum and War Museum of Kansas City has been an intricate part of this podcast since its ori- origin. And tonight on Jeopardy, they had a whole-ass category for U.S. museums, and they talked about our famous jazz museum. I felt like I was the smartest man in the room because I knew all the inside deets on that one. It was, Listen, ooh. you can't be disrespecting the Kansas City Jazz Museum. You cannot. It's historic. Its prevalence is unprecedented. I almost society. screamed out the answer. I was so excited. <laughs> did you actually have the answer, or did you just... It was you know. Kansas City. That was the answer. They talked about the jazz museum, and I was like, easy. Yeah, I do because I, I I play with my grandma, so I have to I had to beat her when we play. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and I see we also got Matt here tonight. Yeah, who are you people talking about my Kansas City Jazz Museum? That's true. That's it true. was Matt. Kind of. All right. The only the only thing I have to say this week is you know all those home runs we got this weekend were nice, but your boy was out on the right field fence and we hit them all down through center field. Like, come on. <laughs> And no, yeah, no, op- hit the center field. We didn't like, get it. Where- yeah, but we did. I wanted to see a little Oppo Taco straight to me. I could get on the video board, give us some clout. But you know, what you really needed to do is nice. get just right to the plate and get in those seats and, and have someone you else. Sit had, with you you should have brought your been. Soda City sit down flag that you have, and then just gone True. into yeah. the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. flag. You should have. 
You should have uh, sat the, right behind the base and then took a video of it and put it on your Twitter as well. Yeah, we got flags for sale. <laughs> um, the, we have one we flag, and don't. it's for uh, about And it's not for sale. And yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's for $1 million. <laughs> But, you know, how much? How much was soon? this? Uh, how much that did that flag, ticket cost? Oh, the ticket or the flag? Uh, I mean, the t- I know I know how much the flag costs. The, 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 the ticket t- was twenty bucks. Uh, general admission, what? which was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Having no yeah, idea what, what the system was going to be. That is very be. surprising. Yeah, I I didn't think there was going to be a ticket available. Nobody was selling <sighs> outside the stadium, so I thought I was just walking up there. Dude, I was downtown the at the time, too, and I was like, there's no way they're going to get tickets for oh. less than, like, $30. I'm just going to oh, go well. home. Well, now we know. I sh- and, uh, should have just gone. gone to Segra if you wanted to, Marino. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> actually the, the... Okay, so that's the real thing that happened. I, I, I didn't go home. I got lost again. <laughs> yeah. He was at Segra by himself wondering where everybody was. I was like, what happened to the asylum? I mean, to be fair, if you were at Segra, at least you you probably caught one of those home run balls. Yeah, and they went true. far enough. That's oh, it, land, it landed? I thought it was still out there in space. And that still one landed there. on Mars. Well, to be fair, it wouldn't have been any of the ones from Sunday's game. It would have still been whenever uh, Wes Clark's balls from right. uh, last Tuesday yeah, came from down. the Winthrop series, probably. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess we'll close it out with our round, round the horn. Uh, me, Tyler, I'm here. I uh, don't really have anything fancy to say, but uh, we'll just—I uh, guess—we'll go right into the rest of our. Hey, our... baseball's back. Baseball's back. That's, that's baseball, baby. That's that's the topic of the day. Baseball's back. It, yeah, but we're gonna I hit it at its highest highs right now. We're gonna hit it while while we're pumping. We're pumping that's right true. now. That's true. That's yep. true. Hit it until we can't. Uh, which I guess is West Clark's <laughs> mantra as well. Yeah. But uh, just to close out our. Our housekeeping, uh, just as always, we are on social media at Soda City. Sit down on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so give us a follow, give us a shout out there. Uh, we'd love to have those follow numbers go up. Uh, we are also on Anchor, which allows us to broadcast on a bunch of different platforms. So uh, just keep an eye out for all of our shares coming out um, in the future. Um, whatever platform you like to listen to us on, uh, subscribe to us there, rate us, review us, all that. We love seeing that kind of thing as well. So uh, we really appreciate all the listeners that we've been able to more efficiently track since we joined Anchor. Uh, it turns out our audience was a little bit bigger than we seemed to have expected. So uh, we were really appreciative of all of that. Instead of having but, two listeners, we have actually three listeners. Exactly. And there's, again, <laughs> five or six people on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. Um but yeah, uh, I mean, we've kind of beat around the bush a little bit, but just diving into it, we we played Clemson, and we beat them in the Big 3 sport. Uh, we had two games over the weekend. Friday night's game was postponed due to weather, uh, is what some people say. Others will argue that Clemson was just afraid to play us. Uh, and, you know, they have that close relationship with God. They probably just brought in the rain from there. Um, <laughs> and then um, we, did, we did end up playing them in Greenville, on Saturday night with a 3-2 walk-off win uh, from the bat of Eister. And then uh, we played him in Columbia on Sunday and had an 8-7 walk-off win in the ninth inning. Again, off Guess the who? bat of Eister. I got deja vu. It. Deja vu. Ice in his so, veins. <laughs> yes. So a lot to talk about. Actually, a lot that the group disagrees on for the series, um, or well, at least the first two games of the series. Uh, but I guess we're going to... Do we want to get into the breakdown of that, or do we want to talk about our highs and lows of everything here? So I, I kind of thought what we might try to do this week, and uh, depending on the series moving forward, is try to give kind of our individual MVPs, kind of shout out some guys individually. So I don't oh, know. If, yeah. I'm sure everyone has their uh, their some of their MVPs. If anybody wants to, you know, take the obvious one, just go ahead and shout that one out there. <laughs> Who would that be? I can't think. Well, if nobody else is going to take it, I'm just going to go ahead and say Wes Clark. My goodness, I mean, yeah, it wasn't his wasn't his best game on Saturday, uh, but you know he was still relatively efficient. I compared to I guess most of the other players, we struck out a lot, but Sunday I was I I was there, and you could not match the energy. It didn't matter what the situation was. When West Clark came to the to the batter's box, the whole stadium you could just feel it. 
It was different than if anyone else walked up. And everyone was just like, it, it's a dangerous precedent to set because genuinely everyone was sitting there like, there's at least a 50% chance this, this ball's going at out of the park. And that held up to be true. I mean, an More absolute that, no. momentum I mean, change. It's impressive knowing that there's a like 50% chance. Bats over his first he's batting 600 game. right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's getting to a point where he's not going to hit anymore because people are just going to walk him all series. Which, I mean, it's, it, it brings that on base. The ratio stays up, the same. That's true. That's true. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, he's on an absolute impressive, impressive tear right now. And... Like you said, Saturday night was a little underwhelming. Uh, I, I think he went in with like a, no strikeouts on the season, and then he had three on Saturday night alone. So that was kind of sucky. But I mean, there were other factors at the end that of the day. Into that mostly, the uh, well, there were plenty of other factors that played into that. I I, I will agree there. But um, you know, it still is not great on the stat sheet. But definitely turned around. I mean, he still had he still had the RBI in the first inning, right? Or was he the scoring runner? Do we remember? Uh, in the first inning of Clark. which game? Uh, Saturday's game, the first game. Wasn't yeah, he the yeah, guy? Yeah. That, didn't he bring the run in the first inning? So yeah, I mean he yeah, he had he a got double the, left. He had a yeah. double, I think, in the last inning too. I might be wrong there. I think you are wrong there, but uh, but it's all good. All good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna shoot straight there. No, but, uh, but, <laughs> it's the way you said but, that. Yeah, was I mean, really he funny. got the. No uh, I mean, yeah, he got the ball rolling with the RBI there in the first inning. And and I would like to say that was really all that we uh, all she wrote, but um, on the ball game and that and that really ended it there. But we got everything. It was a tight game with the extra innings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm look, I'm trying to talk as I'm looking it up. So anyone well, else? I'll I just think, go ahead I think and shout out another to... MVP. The other super obvious one is Eister, the man who hit both of the yes. walk off hits. Like he, yeah, I, I don't think the. MVP. I mean, so the. On Saturday, it was a walk-off single, and then on Sunday, I, I at first they were calling it a home run, but I think it ended up just being a single because we only won by one. Uh, yeah, I think it. Well, yeah, because there's two guys on base, so that was um, obvious. But but he I, I, I think it was just the, the angle. And he, yeah, you know the man has ice in his veins. He's a clutch player. I was to say, if you look up clutch in the dictionary, there's a picture of him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give my MVP, um, and I'm gonna go away from the offense and go on defense. And I'm gonna give mine to Will Sanders. Uh, he picked up Freshman of the Week in the SEC based on his performance. Uh, he came in in the top of the 11th on Saturday night and really shut the door on uh, what could have been a Clemson rally to win the game. And uh, and then he did the same thing on uh, Sunday. He came in and just kept some dominance going and and kept. Clemson off the board uh, in um, in two thirds of innings pitch, and you know he he got credit for both wins in the series. Uh, I guess really part of that is just the fact that he was able to be on the mound last during the whole thing. But uh, nonetheless, he he got the two wins, so really impressive. I don't know how many people have gotten at least you know two consecutive wins in the series. Um, I'm sure there's people out there, but it's still an impressive club to probably be a part of, and. I mean, especially on Saturday night, uh, if he didn't come in and, and perform the way he did uh, in, as his first appearance as a freshman in this rivalry, uh, we, we'd probably sit in an 0-1 hole coming back to Columbia and at the very, very best looking to win this series in Clemson in May. So it, it was a big factor there on Saturday night. And, you know, to top that off, has yet to give up a run, has given up only two hits in... Uh, about four to five innings of action has played in four different games too. I mean, he's he's been extremely impressive. Had six strikeouts in that midweek game against Winthrop. I mean, I, I look forward to seeing him coming out of the bullpen, especially you know we saw some good out of the bullpen. We saw some bad. Uh, it was a it was kind of up and down, but when Sanders came in, he looked really good. And there were a couple of guys that were like that, so I was I was definitely excited to see what he can do going forward. So are we going? Are we going MVP for the whole series or just for the day? You the whole either. series. I mean, I gave my. I gave my. I mean, I gave it to to my guy. Just, the Sanders for both games, right? I mean, yeah, it, it could be. It could be. So obviously, this guy didn't play in the first game because he came in as a reliever. But I thought Andrew Peters was fantastic. Yeah, he came in That's there. That's a good one. 
He pitched for two innings, threw four strikeouts, gave up one hit. And this is the craziest part. He threw 22 pitches in two innings. 17 of them were strikes, and they only got one hit. Now, that's damn impressive. Uh, he's a guy I was excited about coming into the year, and I was wondering when we were going to see him. And he proved exactly what I thought he would. And I think he's fantastic, and I hope to see more of him. Yeah, and he just came off that Tommy John surgery, too. I mean, I guess not just oh, came really? off, because he was going to be able to play last year, but it got cut cut loose. But, you know, I'm sure the extra yeah. time helped. Uh, definitely a guy with a lot of hype. And this was my at least my first time remembering watching him pitch, just because of last year not seeing much, and then before that being injured. I mean, he was dominant. I, I could definitely see him turning into potentially our closer, at least be in competition to be that, that guy, or at least like close to it. Yeah, yeah. For me, definitely it was it was someone who I didn't really expect to kind of step up when we needed him to step up. But man, like offensively and defensively, it's just really hard to kind of discredit what they did, even in both games. Um, definitely, it you could see it offensively uh, on Sunday. Uh, it was like the seventh inning. I think there was two runs uh, on 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 base. I think it was. I think. I want to say there was a run on or someone on first, someone on second. Eister on first. Eister hits off of our MVP. Oh. The second base pops it up in the air, <laughs> lands in the backfield, gets us the tying run in the seven, ties up the game. Awesome offensive effort from the second base. And then even on Saturday, pushing off the Clemson guy off the base so that way we could tag him out when he didn't realize he stepped off. I mean, just incredible stuff, stuff you really don't really see from a second base. Uh, just really stepping up when we needed to, you know. Great, great home effort from a great guy there. I, I love. Just to be clear, you're saying the base, not the second base. The man, base, just the the, the at physical base. Very square. Always got it. He's got his ear to the ground at all times. He knows when the plays yeah, are going to hit. Always in the same spot. You know, it's important to have your ear. Not to the afraid to get dirty. Down. Not afraid to get down and dirty. In the, you know. So I mean. He just kind of lays low, but when the time is right, he makes his move. <laughs> oh, dude. But that bounce was crazy, though. That 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 was yeah. like that was such a huge. I mean, like, how unlucky is it to be ready but, to but catch the ball? That's baseball, baby. Oh, I, <laughs> that's baseball, baby. Yep. <laughs> that's baseball, baby. Uh, so we definitely have our wide variety of of MVPs. I have a feeling we all have pretty much the same. LVP, least valuable player, least valuable person of the series. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and steal it on this side. Sorry, Matt. But that Saturday night umpire. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, I, I'm not sure the validity of this, but I saw somewhere that he missed one third of his calls. One third of his calls, which is three times the acceptable amount by a collegiate umpire. So, I mean, both, both strikes and balls. He missed a third of the calls. Now, which is that, that is is that stat coming from the uh, the official source of college baseball officiating? Uh, that's of coming not. from the official source of Tyler <laughs> looking at social Twitter. Media. Probably Twitter. Twitter. It was either off of Twitter <laughs> or off of a message board <laughs> or one of the two. But yeah, we're, I I I definitely prefaced it with not knowing the validity. But cite your sources, sir. Cite your sources. Look, it, I, look, we're used to it, but it is it is a surprise that he was bad on both sides he was bad for clemson and for carolina which usually you know you said we say we're used to it but is baseball really a sport that we're used to no i'm talking about football i was i was in reference oh, to football. okay gotcha <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean at least he was calling it even if he yeah. was calling evenly like bad one yes. way yes it would have been it would have been a massacre but it was just an awful strike zone and definitely and i've heard that um you know People on both sides were just disgusted by it, and and that's just you're taking a lot away from the kids, and well, you're giving a lot to the pitchers. I mean, those guys' stats got real padded on Saturday night, but uh, but as a whole, I mean, especially the guys on offense. I mean, like we like I said, I mean, I know I said Clark struck out three times on Saturday, but our top three guys and and Clark and Allen and Eister, they struck out three times a piece nine total yeah, strikeouts from our strikeouts. top three I mean, yeah, it, was, it was honestly like it, it was partially on the umpire's strike zone being yes. wild I mean and, and you didn't have strikeouts in a ball game and, and I mean Carolina turned around and had um, I think 14 strikeouts again on Saturday or Sunday but um, compared to I think Clemson had Clemson pitchers had eight strikeouts if I'm not mistaken but I mean 
I think when it was it was 21 strikeouts for us and then 15 or 16 strikeouts um, for our pitchers uh, against Clemson batters. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking almost 40 strikeouts in the ball game. I mean, that's just outrageous. <clears throat> now, Tyler, I know that's high, but you are aware in college baseball there's usually a lot more strikeouts than there are in major league baseball, right? Like pitching I mean, dominates uh, in college baseball. And that's it, how it, it should definitely be. can, but I think I, in, in a series like this with these kind of teams, I mean, it, there's a difference between pitching dominating and pitching getting 21 strikeouts over 11 innings. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. That's there. an absurd number, especially a team that is is trying to be, you know, a contender, and maybe not a contender this year. Well, I mean, I'd love to be a contender as early, and we'll see what happens. But um, you know, a team who expects to be a contender each and every year team expects to be you know in the rankings of super regional or omaha and things like that you can't like that doesn't apply to us so i mean we can do that we can bully other guys but we can't be a team that strikeouts that many times i mean right be the and, team and that- we and we argued a little bit about this during the game but we can all agree that that absurd amount of strikeouts partially if not majorly impacted by the poor officiating. yes Yes, and, and you know I, that, and I that, agree, but it's still it's still concerning at the same time because there was a lot of swinging and missing strikeouts, and of course that can be affected by you know I've got to swing at this pitch because I know this is in this. I guy's mean, zone. you go down o two on a bad call, it's yeah. going to impact your mental. Of, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. better on it's still, Sunday. It's still though. a little disconcerting to see. You kind of feel almost obligated to swing if you don't know what the strike zone is going to be. That's true. So you just kind of yeah. have to. You really just have to wing it. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't the only. But I thought we hit one. Uh, you know, Tyler may have said that we might all agree on the the LVP of the series, and uh, I'm I'm gonna say that I, I disagree. I'm gonna say that uh, Devin and I will probably agree that the LVP of this series was uh was Carey, who gave up the the home run in the ninth inning on on Saturday. And that's just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that. I'm just saying that it is I never mean, acceptable to, to give up a, a home run when you're on. Yeah, I know, but it happens. No, but it, it happens. I, I'm it saying, happens. I, yeah, it happens. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm not ignorant in saying that this never happens. I'm saying that it's unacceptable when it does happen. No, you're not. You're not ignorant in saying that. You're ignorant in saying that Brett <laughs> Carey was the LVP of the series for giving up one home run. I mean, it was the most. Uh, I don't the think on a game we won. Series. We did. I don't win think the game he was too. the MVP, but I do think our relief pitching needs to be better, and we need to find a true closer like a. Like a Matt Price type who can come in there, and when you put him in, you know he's going to oh, put away the game. Now, I know he's a one-in-a-million type player, yeah, yeah, yeah. but South Carolina's <laughs> always had a great closer. I just think we need to figure now, out the rotation properly in terms of relief. Right, and, and right now, I just don't see anyone who has that potential to be that shutdown I mean, guy. Yeah, Devin, I, I, I thought yeah, you were on the talk Peters. About how, how bad our relief pitching was. I, I, I am Saturday on the Peters, night. but again, he's still unproven. He pitched really Saturday well. Saturday night, our, our relievers gave up two hits and one run on nine strikeouts, which, you know, we'll give that nine strikeouts with an asterisk mark, but gave up two hits, one run, over five innings of pitching. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But our that's, relievers that's were horrible. not good we on really yeah, the, 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 the relievers in between Mahoney and Peters, and even, I guess you could argue Sanders, were, Sanders were just bad. Like, just bad. I think, what, Phipps came, Phipps came in for a one inning, if that? Like he came two, in for one batter. <laughs> one yeah. batter? Like, I didn't really understand that at all. It was, well, it was really just, sloppy. That's just a matchup thing. I didn't, I didn't we do have some pretty big depth well. in reliever, too. So it might have just been trying to plug and play guys to give them some experience for the first big series of the season. Yeah. I think that's a really bad time to plug and play a guy for experience. I mean, it's, it I, is very I early. Say, a one-score game against your rival. Yeah, I'm kind of with Devin. I don't know if that's really the time to Well, ex- here's the thing about that is we, we are kind of exper- experimenting in that situation. Like a guy like Sanders and Mahoney – like they pitched relatively well, and they're freshmen. Like you, you know what you get, but it's also still experimenting because you're throwing a freshman in, in that situation. The guy that we weren't experiencing, uh, experimenting with, who's my LVP of the series. You can talk about relief pitching. You can talk about that being the biggest issue. But the specific guy to me that I was most disappointed with was Lloyd, who came in and looked absolutely horrible, and is one of the older oh, yeah. guys on our pitching staff. That was not an experiment. This is supposed to be a guy who's supposed to come in and be one of our better older middle relievers, and he looked terrible. I mean, we—I I don't know why. I, I guess we left him in just because we figured he'd be better. Like if, if Carey had done that, if you want to mention Carey being the the LVP, 
Carey gave up a couple hits, one of which was the home run. That was obviously big. But he also didn't do horribly through three innings. I mean, did, Lo- did, Lloyd, did Lloyd get an out? He, I think he might have gotten an out on like a stinging line drive to the first baseman. <laughs> and that was the only one I can remember. Um, I I, I no, have he did one not get he... an out. Lloyd did not record an out. I'm looking at the box score now. Did he not? Yeah. No, he officially uh, had zero point zero innings pitched. Oh, I do have an honorable mention though. I'll make this one quick. Uh, Dylan Brewer, the right fielder for Clemson. Uh, you know, he got heckled to death <laughs> out there, and it was because he he laid out for a ball in the outfield. That was an egregious layout, and everyone knows in baseball you don't you don't lay out egregiously. He was clearly trying to impress the ladies. He's a little freshman, and uh, don't worry, <laughs> there were plenty of people, myself included, out there in right field that made sure to heckle him the whole game. These Hell dudes yeah. next to me were just shouting profanity at this man, and a cop came up to them and threatened to kick him out. And as soon as <laughs> as soon as they threatened to kick him out, the guy went from throwing f bombs at him, and and then just said, "Hey." Brewer, you're bad. <laughs> Great response. So Great. my my uh, you know, what are we, what are we calling it? LVP. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not gonna be a player. Saturday's defense was atrocious. God damn it, Devin. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, South Carolina. One thing we've always been good at, and this was under Tanner and Holbrook, and I understand we have a different coach, but we always were a top team nationally in fielding. This, especially the Saturday game, that's some of the worst fielding I've ever seen from our team. Devin, did you go twice? Balls. What'd you say? Did you go twice? Technically, yes. No, he didn't. And I, then I he's going to say the entire like, defense. Up. I was just following up on Clayton. I agree with the defensive <sighs> struggles. I don't, I don't I, know. I, I'm also going to go with that, too. I, I saw Noah Myers was someone who I was going to say for my LVP. I think I remember him having one ball that he just dropped out of his glove because he wasn't ready to run up for it and I think he had another error during the game and like this is a guy who's supposed to be better defensively he had one at bat during the game on Sunday and had like a .111 batting average so I mean like it's he only had one at bat so I'll give him that but I mean like I don't really know what he was doing out there that whole game to be honest with you I mean you. he's the guy we put he's the guy we put in when we have a lead and we yeah. need to take out our other our, uh, center fielder put him in for defensive reasons and he plays like that that's that's yep. shameful i mean we also had some pretty good defensive plays as well i mean there was a couple of throwouts at second base i'm pretty sure uh there was the you know the heads up play by the second baseman to get that guy out on the walk i mean he stepped off the bag i mean that's i mean just to know to tag on that situation that's heads up defense so I mean, just to kind of play devil's advocate there, there were also some very, oh, very absolutely good plays. in our in our catcher man. Some of the like, I just in terms of the MLB and my my personal team, like seeing catchers just straight up throw to second base and have it just veer right and completely miss. I've seen it so many times, and just having a guy who can actually throw directly to second, even if we didn't really get anyone out, is so nice to see. Yeah. Austin, you want to follow up on that? Austin, did, did, did Austin, we just take too much of yours? Um, I don't know anyone to say. So I'm just going to follow up with Devin that I think, yes, our, our, our defense was trash. Our, um, maybe not trash. Trash was a little harsh. We had some nice plays, like we mentioned. We had that nice double play there. Uh, I think, what was it, Saturday? Disappointing. I think that we had that. Yeah, it, it was disappointing. There might have been um, disappointing times, but there were also some very important defensive There players. were, but I think you can, like, if you were like, to list them out, I think the bad ones stand out a lot more, particularly the errors, the drops. More consistency. Um, that's because they led to runs. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, because they were all scoring plays that, you yeah. know, really affected the outcome of, of, of the game. So, I mean, it, it'd, be, it'd be different if, you know, we still managed to get the outs or if they, you know, were only, you know, single base hits. But, I mean, these were these were all resulted in pretty much runs. So, well, actually, I, technically – they didn't look, affect the outcome of the game. Look, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> we go well technically with everything here. <laughs> but yes, um, that's yeah. And then I also agree with them with the relief pitching, um, minus our starters, and um, it, it was bad. It was really bad. I, I think you know we kind of got to find our rhythm with the pitching and f- figure out, you know, I, I know we have a lot of freshmen and that's going to take some time to get in there. But especially when you're with a rival, um, you know, I thought we were kind of just 
throwing people out there who maybe we didn't need to need to put out there at the moment. But I, all in all, I'm impressed. We are, um, you know, it's it's good, always good to beat your rival. But there's there's things we can work on defensively. Hitting, I think it's great to see that we can hit. I think that was our struggle last year. But knowing that we've got guys that can go out there and hit the ball is really exciting. So. Um, we'll see too as, the, as it plays on, but we got SEC games coming up. That's going to be big. We need our defense to step up. We cannot be giving up runs to LSU and all those guys. So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. So I'll add one, one honorable mention my answers. LVP in here since you guys don't like my carry LVP, whatever. I'll, I'll say George Khalil <laughs> is my honorable mention LVP. He, uh, you know, he's a more experienced guy mm. and he uh, did not hit well at all, to say the least. Oh, I forgot about yeah. George Cleo. Yeah. And he had that bad, uh, I don't remember if it was a fielding error on a shortstop. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's, um, he's got to get his stuff figured out because I can guarantee there's a talented guy behind him somewhere. I mean, he's been here too yeah, long yeah. To, to be terrible at the plate and still also making errors. I mean, similar to what you said about Myers, if he's going to come in to play defense and be there entrenched because he's a good defender, if he's not batting and he's not playing defense, we're not going to have much room for him. So I know I know our next area to discuss is just kind of a general discussion on the game because we were kind of back and forth on our thoughts on it. But I just wanted to open up just because uh, I think it kind of pertains to what we're talking about here. But how do we think, and it's for me it's kind of hard to tell, but how do we think Kingston is doing so far and all the other coaches that are involved in terms of the batting or, or hitting? Or, uh, sorry, whoever's hitting in or, charge or of our, our hitting, I think, is doing a pretty good job. We did have the strikeouts that we talked yeah. about, but, I mean, I have no qualms there. I, I do think it's what, kind of what we've all been saying and what I said last week about the defense. That does seem to be a Kingston theme. Uh, again, it really hasn't hasn't yeah. cost us too much yet. It cost us more this week than it did last week. Um, and then, as for pitching, it's hard to tell. I think we have some studs at starter, and I think we've got some really good young guys. So it's kind of hard to tell. It looks like the pitching it's, is the most yeah, unclear. It, I think for me. it's it, unfortunately it does seem like talent is winning out over potentially guys developing. I think so, so far, too. which is it, I don't want to say that too much with my chest because <laughs> it sounds bad. But uh, I, I, I don't I don't really like thinking about it that way. But you know, it definitely looks like we've got some super talented guys. So you know, if if you can't develop pitchers, at least you've got some really good ones. Yeah, and I will say I feel like, and, and I had to look at the numbers and stuff, but I, I feel like I've seen a lot more small ball uh, than I would expect out of this team. Uh, in the early goings, I feel like we've bunted a considerable amount. Am, am I wrong on that, or is that just kind of what do we? Bunt I agree twice? wholeheartedly. We we bunted when we needed to, and we didn't make our power hitters bunt. That was we my. We did have biggest... a bad bunting thing on Saturday night, uh, where we mm-hmm. laid down a bunt and two strikes, and it is a bunt. Went foul, but. That when, happens that, time to time. That, that happens when you opt to bunt with two two strikes. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I just I, I don't know. I feel like I that hated was like a fundamental like I hated with, with Kingston or not Kingston. Sorry, Holbrook. How we would make uh, who was it? Alex Destino, our best hitter on the team. You know how many times yeah. I saw that man bunt? Mm-hmm. If I ever see Wes Clark bunt, I'm revolting. <laughs> and that's you know that's something too. You know it was uh, all the Clemson fans were complaining. Uh, on on Saturday night, when they got to the eleventh inning and he got on first and second with no outs, and they didn't bunt, but they had one of their most productive hitters at the plate, and they were like, and so people were like, that's you always bunt in that situation. And it's like, but if you've got like a power hitter or something like that, you don't waste that at bat on a bunt. You know, I mean, try to just no. get it get it done because you know you can bunt the guys over on second and third, but if you get one hit, I mean, you're gonna go up a run, and in a, in a game like that, I mean. One run is really all you needed. So bun all you um, want, someone still has to drive them in. You want you want your power hitters at the plate when they Yeah. Happens. And not even power hitters, just your, your consistent your guys, hitters. Your consistent guys. hitters. Yeah. I heard on uh one oh seven five they were talking about how they were kind of thinking a few batters in advance there on uh that one where Clark came up because they they thought about bunting when Allen got on base, but the problem with bunting Malone with, with uh Clark after him is you can bunt the guy to second all you want. They're just going to walk Clark. So they, yeah. they kind of thought, well, we may as well try to get this guy yeah. on base because we know they're going to pitch around Clark. So, I mean, it was nice mm-hmm. to hear that detailed because I think that was a pretty smart thing to do. 
Yeah, there's just so many people like like these, these baseball purists that are like, if you're in this situation, you have to do this. And I just kind of did it with like the whole, why would you bunt with two strikes kind of thing. But at the same time, I mean, they, these coaches know their lineup and, you know, they know like, I mean, like you said, we've got Clark coming up. It's not going to make a – like we're just basically giving them a free out by doing yeah. that. Clark's so, going to hit a home run um, either way. What does it matter if he's on first or second? Or get walked, you know. <laughs> yes. Right. So, yeah, um, I mean, there's basically two outcomes of a West Clark at bat, right? A home run or a walk. So, um, at this point, both are pretty successful, or both are both are for the betterment of the team. It um, seems like the media team has caught on to that, too, with that video they posted that was, earlier. Yes, they sure have, which was a great video. Yeah. Um, but do we have any more, like, big things to hit on, on baseball? I know we've kind of taken a lot yeah. of time talking about this. I have a question. So, you, you mentioned coaching a little bit and what we thought about Kingston. This is a little more specific, but I have a question. Where... I read that we had our third base coach. I believe that's Stuart Lake. I'm not, I don't remember if he's first or third, but apparently he gave a fake stop sign so the outfielder would not think that we were going, but then we went anyway. So I heard that kind of. How do you back, know it was fake? I, I don't know. There's got to be a. There's got to be some type of call that the base runner picks up on beforehand. Um, that says like do the opposite, or like you know, like maybe like a, I don't know. They, they have things. You know, no, no, so I, under, I, I, under, I understand that, but how, how did we know that it was a fake stop That's what I was, I was, in, I was like, listening in the car on the radio. Yeah, I, I don't know, because well, I, I, in, in re-watching the, uh, the highlights for the game, they, they talked about that a little bit on the broadcast, but then you see Malone cross home plate, and he looks kind of confused. So I don't know, like, 100% if mm-hmm. that's the case, or if that's just what ended up like accidentally being but either way like if if they maybe, maybe that, that's just huge. malone missed the call and they're going to say that it was a fake stop <laughs> sign just to throw off teams the rest of the season that's actually <laughs> well that happened awesome. another time during the game too but i think that was a genuine he just ran through the sign uh, maybe through first base i mean in in saturday's game he uh we had a batter run to second when it was obviously probably not the best call to run to second. yeah so that was just, a bad coaching could have just right ignored or, or missed misread the sign yeah, yeah. You, anytime so, you're you're walking off Clemson, I mean, of course we would have liked to have beaten them handily because I think we are definitely a better team. Uh, I think that's pretty yeah, clear. But, but you know, it was more exciting. You, you get the wins. I don't think everything's solved from this weekend. I don't think I, I can firmly say we're a, a really good baseball team. Should be a top ten baseball team. I think we have started about as well as you could though, and you know we've, well, we've got mean, some yeah. issues. <laughs> we've got some issues for sure. Uh, we're we're, we're not. Know, if with you look those at the top top ten, top ten in baseball, there's a lot of teams that have some issues. Oh, in, absolutely. In the top of the and, and most well, of them so. have lost games. So I, I'll be very yeah. thankful for that. I mean, UCLA and uh, and I think like Miami and stuff. Like they've lost like three games already. So I, I, I was glad. Overall, had a bad weekend. That's yeah. true. They too. did. They did. I mean, uh, Ole Miss got up to the number one ranking and they lost. And did they um, lose in the Baby Blues? They lost. They might have lost in the baby blues, Marino. Ooh. I regret to inform you. Ooh. Interesting. I regret to inform you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a little bit of exposure there in the SEC, but it's also early, and, and the SEC did look really good against the Big 12 um, in, the, uh, in the State Farm Showcase or whatever Texas that was. Texas went 0-3. So, we'll play that Texas in two weeks. Three. I, think, uh, um, I think Texas Tech was the only school to win a ball game out of the Big 12 in that uh, um I mean, I think the other yeah, one. Hopefully, went that over, uh, spells so. some good luck for us in two weeks, and then this this upcoming weekend against Mercer. Uh, you know, I've heard some good things about them, but they've also lost their last four straight games. They got swept by Southern Illinois last weekend. I mean, yeah. If you ask me, that that should be enough to tell you that we should at least win two this weekend. We should, we should. But then again, Never you know, know. I, I, I read it this weekend. You know, uh, Ole Miss, like I said, they lost their series to, to UCF, who had given up forty five runs in their first four games. And in the, in in Ole Miss, the number one team in the country, couldn't score against them. So baseball is weird. Definitely is UCF going to declare themselves as the number one team in the nation now? Uh, yes, Ooh. yes. I I would have to assume that they would. I mean, that's okay. the only logical thought. Um, but what? but just to wrap up our baseball discussion, uh, and unless I, did I hear someone kind of try to cut it? Yeah, off? I, I was just gonna say real quick. The, the last thing I wanted to say too that I, I thought was great, and I know I poorly poorly worded it last week but i wanted to see what south carolina would do when when things weren't going their way and it's like really easy to pile on scores when you're 
already up like three or four runs. But seeing seeing us continually uh, come back from a deficit during both games, I thought was really great because like you know that that's how you really see if a team knows how to correct mistakes. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was talking about last week, and it was good yeah, to see that we get to that. And that's true. I mean, a lot of teams in the past, it seems like uh, that Saturday night game would, would just kind of roll over in extra innings after yep. that, that home run was given up. Um, or, you know, you just lose that game in the 11th when there's a lot of guys on base. Um, and then, yeah, they did come back down from two-run deficit twice in that game on Sunday, especially in the later innings. So yep. that was really impressive. They battled back. Yeah, but uh, but um, but like I said, just to wrap everything up, uh, I did mention that Will Sanders won SEC Freshman of the Week for his performance this weekend, uh, which was really great. And then Wes Clark uh, again, just like last week, uh, won Co-Player of the Week for the SEC, but was the National Player of the Week. So I got a lot of questions for the <laughs> SEC there on that one on why why he can't win Solo Player of the Week. Um, not to take anything away from the guys that are sharing the award with him, but I'm just a little curious. Uh, so yeah, um, but we'll we'll move it along. Uh, we got some basketball SEC quick hits. Sorry, so oh, SEC yeah. explain explain explain. explain. <laughs> Thank you. So basketball quick hits has pretty much been the same thing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, women good, men bad. Uh, but it's almost uh, not, not flip. Not going to say flip because the women are still very good. But the women did lose a, a very pivotal game against A&M this weekend that would have uh, that would have won the regular season championship and secured the number one seed uh, for the upcoming SEC uh, women's basketball tournament. And the men beat Georgia by 20-something points, 21 points, uh, for their 10th consecutive wins against, against Georgia, which kind of 10 consecutive wins, that's big in basketball. I mean, hey, hey, it's something. Listen, it's we are undefeated in 2021 against well, Clemson and Georgia. Mark it down. We are undefeated against our rivals right now. So, hey, I'll take that. Look at that. I, Maybe we can keep yeah. that streak going. I suppose that could be true. Yes, yes. I'm trying to think if we play them anything else. Um, yeah. So, uh, that you know, that's the thing, you know. I mean, the, the women still have a good chance, you know. I mean, we've seen them not win the SEC regular season championship and then go around and just blow people out in the in the um, SEC tournament. You know, the lights turn on a little bit differently when you get that postseason play. So we'll see what happens with these girls. And um, and then yeah, the men they got blown out by Arkansas tonight. I have no hope for them really. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of. <laughs> It's like what? it's like the runt of the pack here. Like it's like you have to let it go. Like as much as you want to like take care of it, you have to you have to just let 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 the dream die. And it's as disappointing as it is. At least we have baseball. Yeah, and 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 we also have football coming up. You know, we we've seen a lot of videos from Justin King, uh, who Ooh. you know absolutely Justin King is wait for it the king of this time of year because no matter how Ooh. bad we I don't are. Get it. <laughs> Why are you booing? I'm right. <laughs> you are right. Doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> because it's like no matter how bad we are in the football season, we get to those like you know unofficial spring workouts, and he goes out there. His crew goes out there with the camera, and it's just it's just absolutely. He amazing. makes me believe we're going fifteen and zero. Okay, so Every Devin, Devin, you you uh, mentioned some work that was done by friends yeah. of the Big Spur, um, some stuff that came out just talking about how basically Muschamp couldn't do anything with talent no matter what he tried and this team might not be as bad as it was and just seeing all those videos and stuff and the pictures um and the motivational speaking that we've been seeing come out of this program um and and we kind of know that there's talent on that roster i mean there's a couple five stars some really good recruits that we have a lot of hope in and you know like it's like and we've said it we should not be a uh four and eight a two and eight team we should not be six and 16 in our last um well shit uh, 22 games is that right yeah that, that, that's just that's just yes. not how that roster should be so um just really excited stuff coming out um I, what i what i love you know this is what i really love for you know being in a sports marketing background kind of um the welcome home campaign that they're going to do with with season tickets this year uh, where they're going to slash the season ticket prices down to the same price as they were in 2010, uh, which was the last year that that um, Beamer was here. Yes, yo, that's crazy. crazy. It is it's such a great thing. Uh, you know, they're they're really revving up. You know, think numbers are dropping cool. um, in t- terms of cases for COVID. Uh, vaccine numbers are ramping up. Uh, I, I saw today that 
um, that Biden said that everybody there should be enough doses for every American by the end of May, uh, which. Uh, yeah, well, I think on Saturday, Johnson & Johnson's got FDA approved, so we'll yes. have another vaccine out. And Johnson & Johnson is just the one dose, right? Or Only one dose, uh, correct. One yeah, dose. Yes. There's only one dose. Yeah. So, I mean... It's released. It's, so, it's I think, really was it exciting. yesterday or today was the first day of um, it being shipped out? I yeah, guess. that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, end of May, that gives us three or four months to get everything, get everyone gets vaccinated, numbers. I mean, we basically just squash this thing. And, and we're looking to have a full Williams Bryce. We're looking to have a full everywhere. Um, yeah, come, they, come, come fall. They I mean, basically said is, if we can get seventy percent of the population vaccinated, we should be good to go. And I think we'll be yeah. able to hit that easy. I, I would, I would hope so. I mean, I, I know the number. You can see the numbers just dropping. I numbers mean, don't numbers lie. Numbers have just absolutely been cut in half uh, in the last month as the vaccine have been ramped up. Um, so, but I mean, I think you know, getting back into Williams Bryce, there's definitely some a uh, buzz that's going to be going around the 2021 football season for a number of reasons. Uh, just the fact that we are back, or will, should be back uh, to full tailgating, full you know, all of that pageantry that comes with college football is going to be back. Uh, and then we've got the new coach, we got Beamer. I think, um, I think everyone's really gotten on board with him now. Even the naysayers around the higher, except my brother, uh, except for my your brother, brother is still. Still the one hater, and I don't understand well, we don't, it we at don't, all. We don't care about your brother. Sorry. Da- uh, <laughs> so, Austin does. Austin sorry, loves Dan, Dan Marino. Marino. Sorry, yeah. Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino slander will not be tolerated on this podcast. <laughs> well, some Dan Marino slander will if you don't like Shane Beamer. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love that move. Uh, I'm Hopefully that gets a lot more butts in seats uh, and, and gets a lot more people access to the program. Um, I'm not sure exactly like what kind of percentage of a slice that is, but I know they've been creeping up mighty high. So um, to bring them down, you know, knocking ten years off of that, uh, that that should be pretty big. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, and anyone else have any quick hits to add? Um, there there could be a high chance that uh, Shane Beamer moves right next door to my sister. He's looking at buying buying the the plot of land next to them, which could be huge. Look, so you're, all you're, I'm you're saying, staked out there at your sister's house all week, trying to get a guest appearance. Look, he he's got young kids. My sister's got young kids. Play dates. I mean, like he's already in the house basically at that point. You just let me know. That, that's, I'm gonna bring this flag and plant it in, in your front lawn so he sees it. Every <laughs> and day. and you can and also you can see Dawn Staley's house from her house too. The team doctor, doctor guy, is also in the neighborhood. Like like My they're man. all moving right there. Like I, it's legitimate. Like I think a lot of the coaches are trying to kind of get in the same hub in Casey. So that's that's pretty sick. That's prime pickings for us. That's what we're I'll saying. tell you what, oh, if I'm yeah. if I'm him, I'm just I'm just gonna like kick Muschamp out and, and buy his house because that might be like the nicest house in Colombia. Dude, Doctor Guy, Doctor Guy's house still isn't even done yet, and that thing looks. I've I've been through it. It's freaking nuts. Dawn's yeah, is crazy. I mean, I mean, I'm talking like the location. I mean, that's the, that's oh, the big three in real riverfront estate. property. Location, location, Absolutely. Location. Oh yeah. Muschamp had like a private island on the lake, dude. That I, is I, that's where I, it's absolutely. at. Yeah, I mean, but then you don't get the Soda City sit down to be right next door or knocking, no, showing, showing the flag but fly, that's, and that's also kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> it's kind of the point, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess we'll move right into flop of the week, and let me tell you guys, we had, we had some nominations for this. Uh, what what did we end up going with? So there were there are many options, and I think we'll probably mention more than one. That's probably true, but yeah, I, I think we can start it off with. Let's do a come on, man. Real there quick. were come on, man. There was <laughs> some uh, some drama at the University of Texas, and when isn't there drama at the University of Texas? <laughs> that is yikes. <laughs> so the drama this week Tom. was that there is a movement trying to get Texas to stop using the Eye of Texas as I believe it's their alma mater. Or it's some song for. I for believe the that is the truth. And really, there is a movement to terrible. get that changed because it has uh, apparently racial roots. I believe. I mean, these guys. Yeah, racial undertones. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Did Doctor Seuss write it? it? Like Robert E. Lee wrote <laughs> Dude, it. Dude, I saw that. That made me cry. Exactly. It it came from like a, a saying of of Robert E. Lee, I believe. But so there's a lot of people that want to get rid of it because it has racial undertones. And so there's this big yeah. movement, and the football players were uh, allegedly threatened by the alumni that if they did not, uh, or if they participated in the movement to try and get it uh, removed, 
that they would have to get jobs outside of Texas because they would get blacklisted from finding jobs. And I've got a, a couple quotes from some alumni. So, <clears throat> oh. quote, it is time for you to put the foot down and make it perfectly clear that the heritage of Texas will not be lost. Quote, wrote another donor who graduated in 1986. The name was redacted by UT Austin. At quote, them. At it them. is said that <laughs> it is offending the blacks. <laughs> As I said before, the blacks are free, and it's time for them to move on to another state where everything is in their favor, end quote. First of all, just that usage of the word is That's just problematic I on its own. Simply because yeah. of that it's so, like, southern, like... But wait, there's more. from a boomer, for sure. Uh, we have another quote. Quote, less than 6% of our current student body is black, wrote Larry Wilkinson, a donor who graduated in 1970, quoting a statistic UT Austin officials have stated they're working to improve. Quote, the tail cannot be allowed to wag the dog, and the dog must be must in stand stand up for what is right. Nothing that's forces the most those Texas students thing to I've attend ever heard. UT that's Austin. A, that's... Encourage them to select an alternative school now. End quote. Yes, so they, they basically let's make Texas even more white. <laughs> that's got strong uh, um, don't let the prisoners run the prison. Uh, yeah. From uh, our own Bob McNair uh, a, couple, a couple years back. All yeah. I have to say is, uh, poor Steve Sarkeesian, man. He waits <laughs> on the perfect job opportunity. He's like, all right, Texas, it has the most money of any school in the entire country, which is true. And then all the donors there. back it. No, it's Texas. Texas and is literally coach's purgatory. I, I promise you it's Texas, Clayton. And, A&M uh, is the most profitable athletic department. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but that but be true. booster yeah. status, I don't know. Clemson got that oil money. I actually now, think it's New Spring Church. Now, Steve Sarkeesian, perfect opportunity. Not within a couple months into his tenure. First season, not even under the belt or even started. No, and I then the boosters him, go yeah. and do that. You know Literally what I'm doing? If I'm, if I'm the Texas team. president, I'm saying bet. We don't want your money. Because apparently the booster, one of them that wrote that wrote the <laughs> that wrote but one of the letters, know. like only only contributes like seventy thousand a year. That's a lot of money. Not to Texas. Chump. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money for our wallets. Shit. But but that's not a lot for Texas. Considering, they already considering have that there was a guy the in South Carolina in the entire like, country. Yeah, considering there's a guy in South Carolina that's like basically like writing the check on Mushrooms buyout, and I'm sure there's probably a guy out in Austin that's doing a very similar thing for Hermes buyout. <laughs> Auburn. <clears throat> what? I was just saying Auburn was like even worse <laughs> yeah. too with Auburn. that as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there are people that, I mean, just look up, like, go to, like, University of South Carolina, University of Texas, like, Twitter page, and just look at, like, notable alumni. Like, there are people up there that are just, like, rolling in the dough and are Vince putting money in the department. <laughs> yeah, that, uh... 70,000 well, really isn't that much. Anymore. <laughs> I know. For Texas, anyway. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, 70,000 really isn't that much for Texas. Like, well, they could get rid of it. No. Really, for any, like, I mean, power five school. They should say it this way, then. I could use that 70k. That's like, that's like owning a franchise Taco yeah. Bell. You're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> Austin, that's that you're gonna kind join of money. the anti-movement, Austin? What's that? You're gonna join the anti-movement to secure that $70,000? <sighs> no. Does that I, mean? No. <laughs> I'd you hesitate. <laughs> now, I what is say, this implication? <laughs> I will say, um, you know, on this matter, like, I, I definitely see how there's, like, I can understand there being a displeasure in getting rid of an alma mater. I mean, I know, I, I mean, I understand that, just oh. just on the surface. You know, I mean, it, I'm sure that has been there in place for decades, if not at least 100 years or so or something like that, um, much like our own alma mater here. And I'm sure that if there was something where... You know, people wanted to change our alma mater at South Carolina. There'd be an absolute outroar. I mean, we absolutely just destroyed somebody on Twitter for saying that Forever TV was stupid. And I think, like, I mean, people were ready to just absolutely do a riot on a certain radio station in Green. Yeah, Bay. I can understand that. So I, I understand that, but those quotes, man. Those yeah, that's quotes. that's my thought too. That's, is it's like. It doesn't really matter what you think about the alma mater, like to to threaten like the players and and students with like not necessarily hate or violence, but like it, it, is it really in the long run is it that worth it's it? It's pretty pathetic, you know? honestly. So. Well, I, 
you know that 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 was one of the many nominations we had. We had a couple other honorable mentions. Uh, this one's kind of been beaten into the dirts, and it, it's kind of past us now. But there was definitely an incident with a, a certain uh, broadcast that that was some a mistimed word used. Uh, I'm sure everyone listening knows about that. I wouldn't say mistimed. Uh, well, mis misused. misused Everything about it was mis. Uh, yeah, to pretty pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, you know, we try to sometimes go off off the line and try to pick stuff that. Maybe it hasn't been mentioned as much. Uh, certainly one this week. I, I don't know how common knowledge this one is, but uh, we talked about it in the, our group this this uh, this morning. Basketball star in the uh, the European League, DJ Cooper, uh, going for a, a random drug test, was banned from the league after his uh, pregnancy... <laughs> excuse me, not his pregnancy he came test. Positive, his so urine right test positive. Uh, was positive for... Uh, HCG, a uh, pregnancy hormone, and so it's pretty clear <laughs> that he did not piss in that cup. Uh, this girl probably also <laughs> didn't know she was pregnant. Anything, man, it is 2021. We really don't know. Anymore. Yeah, that's that's it's true. The, it's what they put in the water over he, there. He could it's fight turning this. the frogs' gates. Turning. He could fight it and say, you know, he, he, can, he can have babies. Bagels. You know, there, there is actually. Um, I, I I remember. Every I've read about this. There is some sort of like I don't know if it's like a cancer or something that um, it, it's like if you do have it, uh, like it can make You're a pregnant? guy. It can make a guy test positive for a, pre- for a pregnancy test. You're right. It's it like, might be that. Definitely not weed in his system that he's trying to hide. That's hey, sure. you know, think about or any other illicit drug. I mean, would you rather be high or pregnant? I mean. <laughs> that's me a really big ethical question. That's a philosophy. Maybe me personally, I'd rather be high because if I came back actually physically pregnant, I'd have a lot of questions. I mean, this this could be well, there's your this could be like the Osterin incident at Clemson a few years ago when all these players uh, tested positive because of the mm. shampoo they were using, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a shampoo thing. It's kind of like the toilet seat theory, you know? It's just like it's in the shampoo. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Which is it's just funny because not only is that just like look really bad, but now like everyone knows that you have something in your system now, so you're just screwed regardless. Like it's obviously it was a risky thing to do, but like man, just now he's, gonna have to have he's getting to laughed like, at, he's probably getting yelled at by his coach, his mom's probably calling him yelling at him. Man, I mean, just like what a let's day for be this honest, guy. I'm sure lots of athletes uh Oh get I definitely honestly if he I mean, did in, it, in Europe, he, someone heard, else in his heard, team probably did it too. I've heard that there's just no rules in Europe. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I've heard. That's like, why people uh, skip college to go to G League. Otherwise, why would you ever skip well, college? You know, you know we like, we might like, also be flop of the week because this story was apparently from two years ago that I'm not ju- just now figuring out. But you know, it flop it, it flop of the week, flop of the. Huh. It's not even the same flop of this week. Two years not ago. even from this decade. So you know, either way. Wow. Maybe uh. Not even set up this one out. Yeah. yeah. Where's our Where's our fact check department on that one? Uh, fact check. I uh. I vote we that one out. Josh is getting fired. Every I'm Everything fired. about <laughs> this flop of the week was just kind of bad. You're the flop uh, of the week. I thought, I thought I had delivery. a bagel joke in there. That everything bagel joke. Uh, was. The worst part is because I couldn't even hear your joke because everyone was talking. No, it was a banger. Tyler, um, make sure you get that joke easily heard. I'll, I'll, I'll pump up the volume on that. Isolate. Enhance oh, zoom audio. Sure. <laughs> I might, just, I might just, uh, I might just, I might just release, I might just release the episode. Give it a laugh track just, too. It's like ten seconds of just Clayton just, saying. It's an everything bagel. It's the everything bagel. <laughs> the or, or just put it on repeat. <laughs> oh, so by oh, hour, I so mad I missed that. Clayton going. It's an everything bagel. It's an everything bagel. I missed it. Yeah, that'll be the new soundbite we'll use from now on. Exactly. We gotta put that in the intro. It's an everything bagel. Was there another flop of the week? You gotta take out Muschamp. That's that's all we need to talk about. No, I, yeah, I think uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our show for this evening. Uh, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about though, I, w- I just want to throw this in at the very end is uh, South Carolina baseball is playing live in Rock Hill today, and it is pretty much like the most unaccessible game of all time because they're not letting anybody in to the game uh, media wise, really, um, and uh, they are. Um, 
I mean, there's just less people involved because there's COVID restrictions. Anderson Winthrop or at Winthrop, so there's less people that are able to go. And uh, the radio call is like on an AM station in Columbia because yeah. 107.5 uh, puts precedence over basketball, over baseball, which I will never understand. But anyway, um, there's not really much to worry about or anything like that in terms of the game because right now it is the bottom of the ninth. Uh, so Winthrop has its last chance. Um, and they need to pick up it could 15 happen. runs because because they are down 19 to five in the bottom <laughs> of the ninth. Um, so Carolina has uh, had innings where they scored five happen. runs. They've had an inning where they scored nine runs. So um, pretty now good showing uh, so far. That's something I did Sorry. want to mention when we were talking about baseball that I didn't get to. Is you know I know we've only played two series so far, and um, you know we went through up twice, but. One thing that we've always struggled with under Holbrook in the first couple of years at Kingston is we were not putting away those teams that we should. I feel and like we've always put away Winthrop. Like I feel like there's. I mean, always no, no, yeah, but I mean, even year. even weekend series, like, yeah, maybe we'd get the sweep, or maybe we wouldn't get the sweep. Maybe we'd win the series like two one, you know. And now we're playing these teams that we should beat and we should sweep. And not only that, but we're winning by double digit run. Yeah, you know, that's, and, and I agree. That's and you nice know, I, I I kind of I kind of mentioned that on last week's show. Uh, because, uh, and not to like, you know, prove you wrong or anything, I, I just pointed out like, um, because there was a couple games like in that first series um, where just in the early going, like we kind of jumped out to like a couple run lead and then um, like I think it was like a, we got to like a 5-1 lead and then we had like a fourth inning where we gave up three runs and so next thing you know it was like a 4-3 or 5-4 ball game. And then you know, then next thing, and then we go on and we win the game like twelve five. So there, like you said, a lot of those games in the past we would kind of just give up and and find a way to lose, but not anymore. So definitely exciting to see what might be a, a turn of the page for baseball, and uh, we'll see how this goes next week after the Mercer series and much more to talk about. <laughs>